Welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting. I am Bethany Evans, and here is with me my co-host, Aaron Pruitt. Um, so we are committed to offering inspiring, insightful content that awakens the mind, body, and spirit as a transformative experience. So Aaron, what do we have today? We are so excited. 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 We're so excited. <laughs> and I'm saying this without any alcohol or anything in my system. Um, today, I'm super excited because we have a group, a panel of single ladies who've done mindful dating um, with me earlier this year. And so I want to welcome all the ladies. We have Mary Lou, and we have Kayla, and we have Laura, and we have the very happy Kelly, who just wants to talk about everything vulnerable in the world right now. And she knows I'm teasing her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so also me. Yes, I, even though I am a co-host, I did oh, participate in this group. Shit balls. Bethany. Hello. Bethany, I'm so sorry. I know it's okay. what a I am. No, so, it's fine. Like, earlier this year, so I've been doing offering mindful dating for the several, last two to three years where you look at, I coach and support people to look at dating as an adventure and fun and also as a way to be more conscious and aware and especially self-aware so you can grow inside of dating. And... Um, this year, because we shifted to COVID, I was going to do a group, and then we had to go online. So all of you lovely ladies joined uh, Mindful Dating earlier this year, and I think we had a very, if not anything, it was an adventure, fun, play, and actually a lot of connection. Um, so welcome, ladies. And real quick, I would love if you can um, introduce yourself, because you know me, so people can start hearing your voices. You can say your name, age and sign because i will be maybe we'll start with bethany and i'll just pick on you guys one at a time so i'm bethany i'm 33 and i am an aquarius that's very important for erin by the way if you haven't noticed yeah whenever she meets someone what's your sign what's your sign (laughs) what's your name what's your husband's sign what's your wife's sign what's your child's sign um mary lou Uh, my name's mary lou i'm 72 and i'm a taurus she's a taurus she's our earth and we got kayla Hi, everybody. I'm Kayla, and I'm a Sagittarius. Are you sharing how old you are, or are you just going to skip over that one? Oh, shoot. I knew there was something else for getting <laughs> I was like, there's one thing. I'm 36. I'm 36, and I'm a Sagittarius. All right. Fabulous. Laura? I'm Laura, and I'm 51, and I'm a Libra. Even though I always want to make her Aquarius and she exactly. has to correct me almost every day. Aquarius time. moon, right? Even Aquarius moon. Right. That's why. <laughs> She's like, but Aaron, it's not the same as being a Libra sun. <laughs> Duh. And we have the Miss Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm 60 years old and I am a Scorpio. So, all right. Welcome, ladies. So, first thing we want to find out is tell us a little bit about like, what had you decide to do mindful dating? Like, where was your dating? Where was it? Where wasn't it? Uh, so if anyone wants to jump in and tell us a little bit of your dating background and why mindful dating. And ever, all listeners can look. If you could see them, they're all wide-eyed. Like, uh, who's going to go first? But I think Bethany's going to go Oh, Ooh, the Scorpio. Shut Ooh. the front door. <laughs> Okay. Hold on, everyone. Listen very carefully. It's only going to happen once in a lifetime. Okay, go, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> All right. Well, I joined because I have not dated in 11 years, and I uh, knew that I was really out of sync in terms of what was going on. And even though I really didn't feel like I would meet somebody on the online platform, I wanted the community of the women uh, to support me through the process. I wanted to also, we were just going into the COVID. So, um, it was a lot about the community, but I, um, knew that my resistance for dating, there was some juice there because I wouldn't be that resistant if there wasn't something for me to learn and get. And so I have a commitment to myself that if there's resistance, I, I go there. Hmm. I like that. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> Bethany, were you going to say share? Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to share just because nobody else wanted to. I was oh, like, okay. well, I'm the co-host of this thing, so I better. But yeah. um, I, uh, so I really wanted to break up my patterns in 
dating and relationships, I that's one of the things where I really fall into codependent, unhealthy, destructive ways of being. And I knew I needed coaching around it. And just being able to talk about my experiences with other people who are experiencing the same thing um, really spoke to me. Because um, I think that's what we're all looking for, you know, usually is just like being able to relate to people. And um, yeah, because I was online dating and it was just like, I don't know, wasn't going anywhere. I kept doing the same thing. I just could feel myself not being able to get out of it myself. Like the, there's too much momentum going in one direction and I knew I needed to shift something. So that's why I joined. Laura, Kayla, Mary Lou. Well, my experience is similar to Bethany is that I was doing the online dating, but it wasn't very successful. And um, having a support group of, you know, women who, who were experiencing similar things seemed like a good idea. It's like, okay, maybe they can help me figure out what I'm doing wrong. So that was, that's how I was entering the project. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone knows, Laura the, is a higher education. Everything is a project. The project. project. <laughs> Mary Lou, what were you going to share? I was going to say that I haven't dated in over 40 years. And when I dated last, there was no such thing as an internet. <laughs> there was no such thing as texting. There was no such thing as dating during COVID. Yeah. So for me, I was starting at the bottom and easing myself into the deep end. And the support of people who had been doing this gave me courage to go forward and not be scared as F in jumping in because that was a very frightening thing because in my day, you know, there was a lot of tension around dating and to be mindful about it and playful about it was a, going to be a whole new experience for me. And I have to say that the support I got both from Aaron's hosting and my lovely friends who you hear tonight talking about their uh, experiences definitely gave me courage and knowledge. And I am forever grateful for that. Mm. I love a 72-year-old saying, as F. I'm like, hey, yes. Sometimes I think she's more hip than me. Oh, my gosh. Totally. I'm with you. All right, Kayla, what about you, madame? Well, I know for me, I had actually, I mean, I'd worked with you before. So mm -hmm. I had already did one round of a mindful dating. And I'm one also that's like at any time, if somebody's like, you want to try something? I'm always like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So, you know, it was approached to try the group you know, um, the group direction of the mindful dating. And that appealed to me because in my life I have done other things and have had a support group of women and it's been very successful. So I thought like, this is one area in my life that it's been really challenging. So the idea of being able to come together with different women of all ages and all backgrounds, I thought like, and I think somebody may have already said this. It's like, I may not come out of this like being in a relationship but I'm going to come out of it with so many like more bonded relationships just with these women that I'm getting mm -hmm. to know and that are teaching me and and I'm teaching them a little bit in this process as well yeah yeah, yeah. I love that we had such a wide range of ages to yeah. learn from each other that was I, I thought awesome mm -hmm. and they're really to me as a just someone who leading the group I was just like there it didn't seem what you would thought would have been barriers were not and I could see we're like Mary Lou saying well it's been 40 years you know you'd have someone else this fear maybe for Kelly as well it's been 11 years or you know someone saying well I've been doing this for like five years and I'm not feeling I'm not getting traction so I think that the um connection you guys could really connect on like where you were scared and how you work yourself out of it and that's what i'm wondering i'm you know i think we have a lot of listeners here that are gonna see that first of all we have an age range difference we have um everyone on this in this group is 
highly educated business owners, incredibly established in their careers. Um, so how is it to be like these professionals, but then like, you know, you see your parts of your life singing, right? I'm getting what I want. But then when dating, like, how is it being single in 2020? They're single now, right? And they're single, COVID single. So I just want to <laughs> just ask, you could speak to either, but can any of you share, like, what is being single like today? For me, it's easy. It's, I enjoy being single. It's actually the hard part is opening up space for somebody else to be in my life. Because like you said, I'm so established in other areas of my life. Um, it's almost like I don't have the patience for sometimes <laughs> to like, to spend the time to open up and allow someone else into my life and to integrate, you know, myself into someone else's life. So being single for me is easy. <laughs> I think the hard part is going to be a relationship, like, or like the transition into a relationship again, because I was in a relationship for 10 years, or it was almost, you know, almost 10 years. And so um, that was four years ago when we separated. So yeah, I've been used to being on my own, and I enjoy it. So yeah. Uh, anyone else have similar differing uh, experience? I would have to agree. This is Kelly. Um, I, th that was my thought from the get-go. My life is full. I mean, absolutely, as a business owner. And I was trying to imagine where I would fit them. And also, I mean, I've been the mistress of my ship for a very long time. It would be very hard to give over any management. <laughs> right? Yeah. So totally. I, I had some very real concerns with, uh, about that. And then just to acknowledge that, you know, this group, there's divorce, there's never married, there's long gaps of being single, there's shorter gaps, like there's a real variety of women represented. Um, does anyone else have anything they want to share about that? Because I have another question I want to ask. All right, good. I'm going to ask the next question. Okay, <laughs> so... I especially maybe want to start with Kayla and Laura, because I think you two have been doing the online dating a little bit longer than other people. How was it? How do you describe online dating? Like, what has it to you been like? And then I'll ask you a second question. Horrific. Horrific. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something morbid. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, okay. So tell us, Laura, like, what do you mean like horrific? Like describe that. Like, how is that? There's, and I know this might sound counterintuitive, but there's so much choice with software apps and people on the apps and you go through them. And, and I think this is something that you've helped us kind of not do is you, you get too picky and you just, you know, swipe, 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 like, no, 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 no. And you get frustrated because you're going through this, you know, plethora of people and nobody's meeting your expectations. Um, but then, and you don't meet anyone or you connect with somebody and then they disappear and they easily disappear because they can delete you or you can delete them and um, they don't have to meet you face to face and, you know, they don't have to do a blind date and, you know, nobody has to push you at a party to say, here, meet this person because it's all in the little electronic device. So I think one thing that you forced us to do was to, <laughs> to slow down and really look at what your requirements were. Like, what did you really want in someone? You know, don't don't swipe so fast, kind of look and see who they were and, and what their responses were and try to make an actual connection with them like you would pre-COVID or in the real world instead of just, you know, going through this Rolodex of people. So I think that was something that was different um, and made it less horrific <laughs> than what it normally is. And I think I just want to acknowledge, I think I, being someone who coaches people, especially inside of mindful dating, is that um, there's an element of, I find that we have people that are really have low, kind of like, say yes to a lot of people. And so they, and I usually wonder like, hmm, is that someone who doesn't know what they want as much? And then there's people like are really specific what they want. 
and they say no to a lot of people and or they have stories about uh they have stories about oh well, last time i saw a guy that took this type of picture or oh you know when men use this language or a woman uses this language then all of a sudden you've lost like it's like we we kind of extrapolate one story and we put it on the next person that comes along and i think there was a little bit of us having to like unpack that as a group mm-hmm. like wait a minute how do you know this is this how, like you know how do you know this is what they meant not what maybe what you've heard before with someone else mm-hmm. which is a tricky po- process you know um kayla what about you with dating and being online dating how would you describe it like this is like before the group like before yeah. we all kind of came together um <clears throat> i would say i mean it's sometimes it felt like a second job sometimes it felt like a second job so it um it just was a little exhausting you know um and I have to agree with Laura in the sense it's like sometimes you felt like you would swipe 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 you would match 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 but then it would be like for every like 10 matches you get like maybe one respond or something so it's like it's if you, I feel like if you're not in the right headspace or in the mental place to really be like, um, be ready for this, it would be um, easy to get discouraged, mm. you know? So, I mean, it's like, I almost see it two different ways. It's like, I, I could see it being an easy platform for those who just want an easy hookup, something real fast, nothing. But for me, it was like, you know, I'm in this place in my life where I'm looking for a relationship. I'm looking for companionship. So that fling wasn't much not doing it for me so it would be defeating sometimes when you would you know think okay here we go we got some and then nothing you know Mm -hmm. so I would take major breaks where I would just like go weeks without even like opening up an app because it's like why bother so yeah yep exactly anyone else want to share Mary Lou I wanted to ask you because Mary Lou and Kelly you not being online dating right like for years and then jumping on and jumping in uh did you have any preconceived ideas that were not true or were true that you once you started doing it you were like oh because I know for me there was a little bit of so when I met my husband there was no online dating right there was no uh, there was the internet but there was no you know online dating. So when I did it, I remember hearing horrific, like, and I was like, Oh my gosh. And as I did it, I realized I started creating skills to be able to like guide myself through this, like, as if it was like a rip body of water, like, Oh, this is how you do this. Oh, this, but it was like a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Um, how was both your experiences? I think my first initial, um, hurdle that I had to cross was fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're judging you by stills, a still picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, in the old days, you know, it was, the rejection was, was painful because it was done face to face. So I didn't know how that was going to work out online. And then I just said, oh, well, you know, their loss. I learned that in mindfully accepting myself as who I was. Do you think the rejection's easier online dating than when you go back to when you dated face-to-face or does it feel this? Well, I think it's different. I don't know whether it's easier, but it's definitely different and easier to get over when it Mm. happens because you can say, well, obviously the universe guided me. Mm -hmm. That was not the right situation. Yeah. Well, I what think it's you? also, sorry, I would say in person, when you meet someone in person, like it's, you're creating that connection, right? That energy with them. So mm-hmm. it's harder to do over the internet. So it's almost like, so I think we had this conversation where it was like, you almost treat them as if they're not a person because they're, it's a, you're looking at a screen. You're not really talking to a person you're, mm-hmm. and it's through text messaging. So it's harder, it's harder to have the humanity there and that connection when it's online. So yeah, it's, yeah. you can get over it easier because you don't feel like you've actually created a connect, like a real tangible connection with somebody. Right. What about you, Kelly? Um, let's see here. Well, I had trouble because I'm a real viber. So What's I, a viber? 
Vibrator meaning that I tune into energy. It's not a vibration and not a vibrator. Absolutely. Dang it. In which case I would not be dating. Uh, Kelly's coming back for part two, dildos and single dating. <laughs> but she's going to teach you how to meditate on them. Okay. Well, no, wait, sorry. What, what were you saying, Kelly? You're a viber. But yeah. So not being able to tune in uh, to their vibration was really difficult mm. for me. And I found myself falling back on an age-old pattern of going with looks, right? That's yeah. a pattern that I was trying to break in this. But how can you not with online dating? It's not like yeah. you see a screen and say, ooh, what a great brain that guy's got. Or, <laughs> ooh, what a great heart or soul, right? So it's kind of con contrary to what I was trying to mm -hmm. move into. And then the other thing I was surprised, well, also 11 years later, I had to revisit my tapes about who it is what my age bracket is in terms of dating because oh yeah stuck back in when i was dating before so laura's like those are my men not your <laughs> men kelly those are 50 stick with your because we actually have we covered 30 40 50 60 70. i mean we're covering almost 50 years here yeah mm -hmm. like 40 plus so it was Oh, how funny. Were you trying to steal Laura's men, Kelly? Well, no, not at all. Laura would offer up men. She I'd, would like, she would take snapshots and be like, I saw this guy. Maybe he'll show up on yours. He looks like someone you'd be interested in. And I'm like, what? Yes, Laura was my purveyor. Yes, it was lovely. That was so funny, though. I was like, oh, Laura, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, they worked for me, but they, right. they were, you know, oh, this would be good for this one. And, yeah. you know, screenshot, send it there. Look yeah. at him in your deck. Yeah. She okay, was so quite a sharer. Quite yes. a <laughs> yeah, you were so generous. <laughs> Here's the other thing I was really surprised about. Those men of my age, right, or older, yeah. actually, they ended up being older. They are, like, wanting to move fast. It was, like. <laughs> Chompa, chompa, go, girl. And I was like, woo! <laughs> so that part didn't work for me at all. And I noticed that because the COVID thing, it, it took a while to get the energy moving, I think, for all of us. Yeah. Nobody knew what to do with it. And then towards our um, program or whatever it was. Project, as Laura likes to call it. Project, project. <laughs> things were starting to pop a little bit more. Well, I think yeah. people were also just getting lonely and like wanted some human connections. So I, I noticed that too, is that like at towards the end, it was like, people are just, I don't say desperate, but like, I really just, I need to see somebody. I need to like, I want to meet you. I want to like see you in person. I want to, yeah, I want to hump you. I don't know, like, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think, so everyone knows that's um, listening is that what we had was a group of six women who went through coaching and we had intended we would meet physically in person and then it shifted when COVID happened and we turned it to a remote meeting and, and a whole element of dating inside of COVID. So yeah. let's just go there for a second. How, who can give me something like, Hey, this is what's great about dating in COVID. And then who can give me something like, here's what sucks balls, balls, sucking balls, not being the best thing. <laughs> So for some of you who do like sex balls, that's great, but I'm meaning it in a negative way. So who can give me like what works well in COVID? Well, I, I think, think I just shocked everyone just so you guys know. They're all like, oh, <laughs> so funny, I can't stop laughing. <laughs> um, what, I think for, for myself, I mean, I like the fact that it's kind of slowed the pace down a little bit. Mm, like yeah. as far as like what the expectation would be like if you went out and you met somebody for the first time. Because I think before COVID, you'd go out to have drinks with somebody or you go out to have dinner with somebody. And it's, it's like the expectation of like what's going to happen after this or the physical expectation mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And so what's been nice is just knowing that <laughs> that's almost like if you want it to be it's like it's almost non-existent because it's like yeah. you're choosing to like you know keep your space so mm. it's been nice to have that pressure taken off of it and yeah. just it know that I, I relax a little bit more going into those first couple dates mm. or it's like Kelly? a chastity belt yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Kelly's still going oh that was really fast but yeah. <laughs> 
they, Kayla's like, you should see it before COVID, Kelly. You would have been like, oh, your head would have spin. Right. It gave you a reason to set, to, to set the pace a little slower, like an excuse if you wanted it. I say excuse mm-hmm. because, you know, some people, everyone has their own opinion about it, right? Or mm-hmm. the way that they're handling it. So it gave you an excuse. And I think just to go off what Kayla was saying is I think sometimes women do feel pressured, um, some like in society in general, to be physical with a man sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it gave us a solid boundary. And especially for those of us who have, who struggle with holding boundaries, um, yeah. speaking for myself, it, it gave a reason, like an excuse almost to like, well, what if you have COVID? So, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I feel like one of the things I've noticed coaching um, all of you and other clients in mindful dating is around um, the communication has been more because there is a level of I mean listen you're dating it's about partnership it's about connection sometimes for, and some people one night standards whatever it is to also sex sex is a big part of it yeah. and when you take that off the table I saw my clients and who they're interacting with there was a deeper a need, a wanting to connect deeper not always knowing how yeah. but definitely like trying to figure it out um which I thought was a Bonus. You could weed out, yeah, you could weed out the ones who you could see weren't able to hold conversation. Like I got really good at noticing when they weren't reciprocating right away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this guy's not, you know, and then I would, I, what I love about your coaching, Erin, is that you're like, well, just be direct, like say this or ask this or state, this is what I want, or this is what I like, you know? And so mm-hmm. I started doing that recently. And, um, even I think I surprised one guy and he was like, yeah. just recently he got surprised by something that I said. I was like, are you not interested in, in uh, talking to me? And he's like, he's like, Oh, ouch. And I was like, well, I, and I was like, I'm just being direct and you're not really reciprocating. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I didn't, I have any problem and I noticed it right away. So yeah. And that's one thing I coach just for everyone is about saying what you need. Like really being explicit in like, this is how I like to interact. This is how I like to date. During COVID, this is what I need. And if they step over it or ignore it, go, hey, I just want to, did you hear, you know, hey, let me repeat, this is what it is. And if they step over it again, they're not listening. Hey, I've told you what I need or don't want and you're stepping over it. So I'm going to move on. Bye-bye. This is not feeling good. Yeah. All right. What's something that sucks about dating in COVID? Mary Lou, you were kind of sharing something prior to us jumping on about Mary Lou is actually in two states. She is, you can't say bi-coastal. What would you say? How does you, how do you say it when you live in two states, but they're not on each coast? Bisexual. I mean, uh, <laughs> I she goes no both idea ways. If there's a name for that. <laughs> so Mary Lou lives in two different states, splits her time up and started dating in California and now is in another state. So uh, especially with one gentleman in particular on pause and then with COVID, everything slows down. Is that, was that harder? Or how does that feel? Cause you're now extended your time. I longer. actually not find that difficult because I like to flirt with words mm. and being uh, um, in a in a, a situation where words are so important to me personally, I needed to. I chose to find somebody who could play that same word game with me, so that mm. when we texted back and forth, it became like, oh, great! This is great. I want to ask another question. What what could I ask that? You know, and and it it really helped my mind become stimulated, and I think minds are are a sex organ as well. And oh yeah, a lot of times um, I I get the sense from some of our my younger uh, friends in this group that that sort of was not something that was allowed to be in the dating game before COVID. Yeah. Isn't there a name for that? I can't say that that was a negative thing. I think it was a real positive thing for me. Yeah. It it brought the threat level down uh, greatly, but it also eliminated a lot of of people. (laughs) It does screen, right? You're like screening people. As Bethany says, they couldn't talk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. If you can't talk, 
you're not in my ball game, so yeah. you're out. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I think uh, my dad used to say, so, so I'm one of five kids, four of which are girls. And my dad would say to, we started dating someone, he would turn to the guys and he'd say, what is the most important sexual organ? And these guys are like, uh, what the hell? And he would just stare at him. And then oh eventually, God, they usually didn't answer, but sometimes, you know, I think one guy did say, he was like vagina or something. And my dad's like, no, the brain's stupid. And my dad, again, some of you know, like, but my dad, <laughs> he is toxic. He's like, you're dumb. Like, <laughs> but he would always like turn remind like, it's the brain. My dad, I have a smart daughter. Like, yeah. Tar- like, so I think it's sweet. You make me think of that, Mary Lou. There is a okay. term for that where you're attracted to someone's intelligence. I think it's uh, called sapiosexual. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If it has a lot of syllables, I go to Kelly. If it has a oh, medical with lots one. of sil- syllables, I go to Mary Lou. And mm-hmm. Kelly, if it's an ancient word that has not been used in at least 80 years, <laughs> Kelly knows it. <laughs> like, she'll say words, and I'm like, okay. You're right. I did that. Kelly does say words that I don't know what she's saying sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I just use it by context around the word. I'm like, okay, she's talking about her elbow. Or Mary Lou. I said apoplexy. Am I saying that right, Mary Lou? Apoplexy? Yes. And some a and two, old word. Yeah. And they looked at me and I was like, it's like an experience of like a heart attack. Like you're giving they're like, who says that? I'm like, Mary Lou. There's a woman <laughs> named Mary Lou that says it. Okay. All right. I wanna know. This is your opportunity to call one on each other. Who's Name, naming one of the other ladies who has game. What do you think they have game in? So if I was going to talk about Bethany, I could I talk about you, Bethany? Like sure. her game in dating. She has no fear of sexuality. Talking about it, experiencing it, exploring it. Like there's like. You're making me sound like a slut. No, <laughs> no I would say fully Just expressed. <laughs> yeah. Fully expressed around it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had to get over that. I had to like, like accept that part of myself for sure. I think that doing this helped me do that also. And I was always impressed with how you brought that. Like that was really how you expressed it to the men. Here's who I am, but also I'm not necessarily going to lead it with that foot if I don't want to. Like I decide what, whether I gas or break on that. Um, so this is how we're going to play the game. So Bethany, you get to pick someone who has game in their dating game and why. Like what did you see? Let's see. Who did I work with closely? Well, let's see. Laura. Laura's really, I mean, Laura's good at keeping conversation. Like I, I really liked her, like, cause she, you're, I like the way you word things and yeah, I think you're really good at flirting and keeping conversation going. Yeah. It's like the tennis, tennis court banter system. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was wholly effective or not. I think it's a good weeding out tool. If they can't keep up with the the banter, then you know they're not going to be able to keep up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also have to know when to pull it back yeah. to not, you know, get them distressed. Um, but well, you're so you're very witty, and you always have something to say, you know, and something like intelligent to say you (laughs) all right laura who do you think has game and in what i think mary lou's good at calling out bs yes (laughs) (laughs) like saying um yeah dude you're you're either pull you know you're trying to pull something or you're full of it or yeah i'm not buying it and you're done so she's really yeah. She holds her boundaries. And I like that. I think there was something that we saw with Mary Lou. She would share it with them. Like, hey, this is what I sense. And I think uh, speaking up, which was really nice. Mary Lou, what about, what did you see with someone? Um, well, Laura, Laura was, was brutally honest with herself, which I was very impressed with. Mm. She called herself many times. And I called her several times. Called, <laughs> called her several times. Um, Kayla is just so. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> uh, Mary Lou is putting her hand in open wide circles around her face, like, like Zen. 
Um, She's so beautiful. <laughs> She's so moist. <laughs> I, what? Naive. Naive. That's the word I'm looking for. So, so naive. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like naive stupid or naive like right. what, like no, like naive open to whatever like in a, or oh like open so like a yes receptive receptive, very receptive. Yeah. yeah and that's beautiful but, you, but it has to come with limits mm. <laughs> and i think that's what she's having to learn is when to put herself first mm. so i mean there's so uh, bethany i mean she just throws it down she's got game i mean everybody was just so wonderful to add to my lack of knowledge and lack of experience oh boy and that's something i saw it's funny okay here i'm wondering and is would you say you were a accommodator or would you say you were a like picky i usually think people are like i'm really accommodating like kayla will uh so i'm gonna start with you kayla like would you say yeah i'm really accommodating like i go on a date and or I'm really picky. Like I kind of, which one do you, can I find that people go on a spectrum of that? Um, I mean, I, I feel like I am a little, I mean, what I've learned is that I think I'm a little more picky. I mean, you've, you've taught me that I'm, I'm superficial when it comes <laughs> to like, you know, picking dates and doing things. So I really like, I think like in the beginning of things, I was being a little bit more superficial. I was being more picky at it. Um, but, and then I think I, I, I think I teeter totter back and forth, but I think it was, I became more aware mm. of, of that through this process of that I could be picky and superficial when I shouldn't be. And it's, it's interesting. Cause I think with you, it was like where you were picky was interesting, it, but you would end a day and you'd be like, I just didn't feel a connection. Like they weren't deep enough for me. And I was like, that's where you should be picky. Be picky yeah. with like how deep they can go, not the certain qualities that you think look a certain way. So yeah. Kayla loves like a good firefighter or something. So Kayla has, and <laughs> Kelly's with her. Me, I was raised oh. by a firefighter. I could, I could know. I'm like, oh, they're gonna cheat. Um, so <laughs> I, I have a whole story. Now that's not the truth, but I have this like, eh, eh. and but then it was funny because I think Kelly and Kayla definitely like their first responders. Yeah. Um, I know Laura really likes her manly man. Like Laura likes, she wants intelligence, but be an alpha male. Yeah. And Mary Lou, I think you like, I think if we could pluck a guy from the South with this charm and intelligence, mm. uh, who can keep you like mentally stimulated, but who also can bring it when you say bring it, like if they, if you want, when you turn on the, I want intimacy, I think they better have game or you're going to be like, yeah, I just, no, I didn't feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, I yeah. And I think Bethany, you're similar to Kayla. You guys kind of like that. You go shallow, but you need yeah. such depth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And learn, and you're learning how to I screen. I teeter for sure. Mm -hmm. So how did you guys screen for depth? Like, how do you do that? Because I do think it's a tricky thing online dating is how the hell do you know if they have good moral code, if they're intelligent? Like, because a lot of us, I mean, I, you guys all know that I am a horrible speller. I look stupid <laughs> so many times the way I communicate sometimes, but I'm highly intelligent yeah. and I'm full of depth just so you know but <laughs> how would how would how do you screen for that or scripts say otherwise I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know <laughs> I already saw I send out a script and I'm like God damn it I'm like Erin can you just copy paste what I edited and put it on everyone so I don't have to change it every time please <laughs> yes I will I'll do that I'll do that next time okay all right so, okay side note uh what, what was the question well, Mary Lou's going to say yeah. something, and then I'll re ask the question. Were you going to say something, Mary Lou? I asked one of your questions, Erin, that you gave us. What are the first five things you do when you get up in the morning? When mm -hmm. I get an answer, well, first I go and pee, I know that's pretty shallow. That's <laughs> not what I was looking for. <laughs> so, you know. What if that's what he does? And you model them according to what you're looking for. I think that's what I was going to say is that it's about the questions that you ask. That's how yeah. you find out how, how deep they are. If you can hold a conversation with them. Um, and that's, I think what you helped us with too. And it, I think we even had like a challenge of like do 20 questions with a date uh, during yeah. the time. 
and that was and then giving us suggestions for questions to ask and i think that is something so if anyone's listening going how do i engage guys say you want to play 20 questions and you can't repeat the question because i hate it because some people are lazy yeah in the communication and so you want to see how creative they can get and i've also done it where actually my boyfriend now um i said um when we first played it i would nothing could be sexual i said no sexual questions Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to see like can he hold like is he smart is he engaging is he and he was like he was like what the hell why'd you ask me that same like he was like trying to figure out why he thought i would that he would ask sexual questions well fyi a lot of people do online dating but i think it's it's a fun game to go back and forth okay here's my answer okay here's my question and it gives it structure yeah were you gonna say something kayla how how do you scream for depth do you have a is there a difference now than it was um I think, I mean, I'll be totally honest. I think it's still something that I, I struggle with. I think it's- No, I'm shut a work- up. Just stop being honest. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> I'm a work in progress. And so I think it's still something that I'm figuring out how to do. But the, the, the questions, because what, what was made aware to me in this process was that the questions I was asking were not like in-depth questions at all. They were very- for, for, excuse me, surface. And that was something else that Aaron had, you know, always kind of told me like, you're very surface Kayla. And so it took me a minute to be like, to understand, well, what does surface mean to me? Like, I think I'm being very sincere and deep in these things, but then I had to turn around and be like, no, I really aren't. I'm not. So yeah, yeah it's just knowing Because I think so often we get stuck in the routine of like these basic questions that we feel we always have to go to, Mm -hmm. right? And those are like the standard questions. And then once they've been answered, it's like we just expect, okay, we should have this magical connection and like this next step to go. But the truth is, is like those basic questions tell us nothing, you know, it's just automatic. So I think starting with deeper questions and, and knowing because I think we're all different. So depth yeah. to us is different. So we need to ask ourselves like, well, what would be a deep question for somebody to ask me mm-hmm. and how would I respond to that? Cause then I know how to ask that person. And asking the questions you want to be asked yeah. because oftentimes we are modeling yeah. that which we want to receive. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of do unto others, the golden, but Bethany, I was say, I don't think men realize that is that we're treating them the way that we are hoping that they treat us right like in the beginning yeah but i think sometimes yeah, also the as a woman i think we don't always necessarily know that that's what we're trying to do yeah no i don't think mm-hmm. we it's a, a you subconscious know, thing yeah i just yeah. think like so for i think i know that now because i've i've done a lot of work you know with the group and on myself so it's like i i know when i'm going out and i'm asking those questions i'm i'm more aware of that but i think before or even like 6 years ago when i was trying to date and do things like there would have been no way that i would have known that that's what i was trying to do so therefore yeah. i don't know that men have no idea that that's what right. we're doing <laughs> well yeah i mean we're just figuring it out right <laughs> yeah. yeah but i wanted to um sorry i wanted to uh say kelly that what I loved about you was your transparency. Um, I, th- I thought that like you were really clear about this. You were resistant to the process. You weren't really sure if you wanted to be here. You weren't really sure if you wanted to do the online dating thing, but then you did it anyway. And then I also, because you were my partner, I got to see you know some of the conversations you would have with some of the men and just how you would open yourself up and show like what's actually happening for you in your life, you know, and just be completely transparent and like, this is who I am. And and yeah, I thought so. I wanted to say that was your, what did you ask? Her superpower or whatever it was. Yeah. 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 So thank you. You're welcome. And, and how do you do that, Kelly? Like if you were to give a tip to anyone listening, that's like, well, how, how do I get more transparent? Like, how do I share that side of me? And given you're like, you're a novice in online dating, but that that's your superpower. Like, can you share with us? Like what, how do you do that? Or how did you do that? So honestly, it's a a function of personal development work and age. I mean, because when you get to be 60, it's sort of like, okay, I'm tired of the bullshit. You know, Mm -hmm. here here are my cards. Because, I, you know, I don't want to waste your time and I don't want you to waste my time. Um, It is really, that's one of the biggest gifts I have to say growing older 
is that you just don't give a flying fuck anymore. You know, and it's just yeah. like, I mean, you just don't. Of course, I want to connect with people. I absolutely do. But I don't need to play so much of the game. And also being, you know, in my profession, a healing professional, it's, it's a way to relate with people. If yeah. you're real, people tend to, you know, meet you at that, at that place. And so that's what I was hoping for with the people I was talking to. I was just kind of amazed at how much sexual overtone there are in guys from 60 to 70. It was just like amazing. Anyway. Hey, it doesn't you. go away. Apparently yeah. not. I was like, okay. The, the horny teenager in them stays forever. And they're not yeah. socialized to, to be chasers, right? Like yeah. they're socialized to uh, close it, to move it forward. Close the deal. Yeah, close the deal. So, and oftentimes, you know, me coaching a lot of males, there was a, you know, listen, when a relationship ends, especially like a marriage, there's a ending of sex oftentimes. Like communication is a breakdown in communication. Then there's a breakdown in sex for a lot of people, not everyone. Yeah. And so what oftentimes I find with my male clients is they want to make sure that's, a, that's not going to break down. So they lead with that foot. And I'm like, and I have to talk them through like, well, I bet you there was something else that broke down. Not all the time, but most of the time, something broke down prior to that. Mm-hmm. That then where your partner didn't want to participate in that yeah. and, and to lead that, it can definitely be asked, right? Like, I, I think Kelly was really good if someone said, you know, what kind of relationship you're looking for? I'm really sexual. You could see it in a respectful way, but if it was always coming back to that, like, just the sexual side of the conversation, then it's like, all right, you got any other? Okay, okay. If I want, if I'm looking for someone to have to, to have sex with, great. But I'm wanting all these other things, and I'm trying to screen for these other things. Mm-hmm. So having other pieces to it. Okay, I have a question. How was it to be some like to really consciously date? Like when we talk about consciousness, it's like being self aware, taking responsibility for your side of the street. At times, I would coach you all like encourage and sometimes I would correct like no I need you to do this now and that was an agreement we all had um Kelly is fabulous at flaring and like ah. <laughs> I love it because Kelly would like kind of openly argue I sometimes thought maybe Laura and Kayla would like seem confused like well what do you mean exactly by that and I was like do you understand or are you just like stalling for time like I don't really want to do this but um what do you think uh surprised you like what did you being coming at dating through a conscious process, right? How was that for you? Any quick, anyone want to share? I sometimes felt like there was a disconnect between how I was showing up and, and like mm. the men I was having conversations with. Um, mm. I noticed it was sometimes harder for me to relate or have conversations with just every man, which I guess helped um, me not be so uh, open. Right. So instead mm. like a, I don't know. It helped me be more picky where I needed to be. Mm. So. Yeah. Anyone else? (laughs) Oh, we can't hear you, Kayla. Oh, Kayla, you got muted. (laughs) I was going to say, what was, can you, what was the question again? How were we? How were you, like anything that you became aware of when you, when you chose to be consciously date, right? To mindfully date, which is to be, present and self-aware and work on being that mm-hmm. how's that I mean especially because you did it twice I did do it twice and I think both times were very different for me and I was in different mm-hmm. places of my life so I think the first time around when I worked with you um I was in this really uncomfortable place of like not being comfortable in my own skin and I was mm-hmm. dealing with some self-worth issues. And so there was like a lot of things that I needed to build on myself that I, I, I wasn't taking care of. I was just thinking that being, that if I was in a relationship, it would fix those things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that process brought me to be more mindful of it's okay to take a break and to like work on you and figure you out. So then that way, because if we don't have it to give to ourselves, how are we going to be able to give it to somebody else? And so that's what I learned the first time around. And then the second time around, I think, um, I don't know, I, I was just more mindful in the sense because it was okay to take a break when I needed to take a break, mm. you know, 
because I mean, I, you know, during the process when we were all together, I had lost my father. So, you know, that was losing the male relationship, you know, of Mm -hmm. my whole life or my whole entire life. So that did a little number on me for a second, but it was giving myself grace at that time to be like, I could take a pause from this dating Mm -hmm. and I could come back to it when I'm ready. And, um, you know, cause sometimes I, I think we just, we don't allow ourselves to, to take breaks when, you know, it's okay to. Yeah. All right. I have final two questions. So f- ladies, if we had tons of men, we had 20,000 men listening. I don't know what, maybe pick that number. If you could give them heterosexual men, if you could give them a tip about women, what would it be? Oh boy. Like, hey guys, you're on loudspeaker. If you can say, hey, if you could walk away with this tip about in the dating world, right? How to be, whether a better dater, get the right partner, what would your tip be? Step up and be the guy. Yeah, I was going to say, take initiative. Right. (laughs) Take initiative. Ask ask us out, uh, make the plans, you know, be creative and just take that leap of faith that we will respond. You know that I feel sorry for guys these days because they've been whacked before for opening the door, which I love. You know, right? I'm imagining a lot of them are very confused, but I would say, yes, please open my door, pull out mm-hmm. my uh, chair. Yeah. But I'd also say that one of the sexiest things I think is somebody taking the time to really get to know me before trying to get to know my vagina. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And Kelly had a pretty romantic COVID date. I thought there was a connection. Kelly, can you share your romantic COVID? I feel like after 11 years, he got clear on who you are and what you like. So do you, can you share with everyone what that COVID date was? Well, it was, um, actually, it was pretty funny because I practically stalked this guy because he, you know, checked all my boxes. I mean, actually, I rested him away from Mary Lou in a way. I actually asked for permission. I handed him to you on a silver platter. You did. You did. And he was, I mean, he was coming out of an 11-year break. He was almost too much in the sense that he was so thoughtful and he was so creative and he was i mean it was the best first date after a decade that anybody could ask for i mean dead serious it was wonderful we had kind of a funny time trying to have a date during the covid we ended up meeting at bates beach and um uh you know sitting on a parking uh bumper thing because it was actually closed and he brought a picnic it was lovely it was absolutely lovely he did i mean he gets an a plus and he did the best job in uh, introducing me back into the dating world as anybody could have mm-hmm. it didn't end up working out but it was mm-hmm. a wonderful bridge that's awesome all right kayla mary lou and uh, do you have a tip for men Twenty thousand men listening what's your tip for them to date if you could give it to them to, to use the brain as a sexual organ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, okay. All right, Mary Lou, what's the sexiest question you, or just one you could think of that you were asked or that you've asked that you really like? You're like, there were, there were none. <laughs> so far, I've had no sexy questions asked by a, a person who's responded to my out reaching out do you have a sexy question that you've asked oh that you find yeah well it's good to know that you haven't heard i was that i was asked and now when that you asked okay hey what's the sex so if guys are listening like like mary lou what's a sexy question give it to me hurry their pens are waiting (laughs) (laughs) i mean their fingers because they're typing i want to know how you've been making it through covid i truly want to know from your point of view, what? Um, there's sexual what? gestures being happening right now, just so everyone knows. We can see each other on Zoom, but you can't. And that was started by Kelly, just so you know. <laughs> started by Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> All 
So, okay. What I hear you saying is something that shows up in my relationship is how are you doing? How are you feeling? How did your experience go? Like, tell me more about this. So where there's like a sincere interest and wanting to know your process of something. Right. Okay. That how just blows your skirt up. Blows your skirt up. Well, it's how they handle the stress of life, right? Like, you know, they yeah. tell you how strong they are right. as a person, mentally, emotionally. Right. And how creative they are. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. I have to tell you, that was one of the, the questions that was asked. <laughs> one of the questions that was asked me a lot was like, how are you dealing with all this COVID stuff? It was like an iteration of that question, basically mm. the entire time. <laughs> and just to give yeah, a tip I to our no listeners is what I would encourage people, all of these ladies to do is you go look at the bio and you find something that they're interested in. Like if they like sports, like, oh, so, you know, you could ask a sporting question or what I would usually, if I didn't have something, I'd be like, what would, if you took me to, what game would you take me to? And how would you, how would you woo me at a game? No, you're so and they're like, huh? But I want to see, okay, fine. If you're going to be, I don't mind sporty people, but are you going to take care of me? At a game. And I think one guy was like, I would go, like, if you like beer, whatever you like, I will go be a runner. If you're at the game with me, I'll do whatever it takes. And I was like, oh, I love that. Like my own personal concierge waiter. Yeah. And I'll go to a sporting game with you. Other than like, oh. A that was one dinner. thing you were really good at is starting conversations. Because you did that for a lot of us. How many of us did you do that for? All of us? At, at some point? point or another, I think Laura asked me to stop because I... <laughs> She was like, stop talking. Because I was like, I'm just going to get a whole bunch in. She messaged, oh, so you matched with so many people. I was like, Jesus Christ, Aaron. Like, you went through all of the matches in my thing. And I was like, how did you do that? So if anyone's <laughs> listening, what I would do is I call it pirating. And I jump yeah. in and I take over and I just match. Because I found out what it's the most important. Like, who are you? What kind of guy are you looking for? And what are your five deal breakers? Yeah. And then I would screen for that. And for my shallowy people, it was great because they're like, what the hell? How did you? I mean, uh, Kayla, you should have seen what a couple of people, Bethany. I think the final date was someone that you went on, Bethany, that you were like, I don't know. And then he was the one that lasted the longest in the communication. It wasn't a love connection. Right. Yeah, that's true. But I I think he was the most high. He had the highest IEQ. Mm. I was actually okay. surprised at how shallow, I realized how shallow I was being in my, in my, cause it was mostly on Bumble, right? Where mm-hmm. we have to uh, 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 message first. So I was, yeah. I realized how shallow I was actually being in my messages to them. Just like, Hey, how are you? Whereas like, you would be like, pick something from their profile and then say that. And I was like, Jesus Christ, that sounds like <laughs> so much energy and time that I don't have. <laughs> totally. I-, so I learned that from you. What were you going to say, uh, Kelly? I was going to say that I think that you love to do the pirating because now that you're in a relationship, you don't get to have that dose of online dating. Cause you, uh-huh. I do believe <laughs> you're addicted. I've seen you in action <laughs> oh, relationships. Yeah. So no, I definitely, I love, love. Um, I love the, um, you're distracted by something yeah yeah i have, I have a child at the window so <laughs> um, when are you done i just blend i think that's pretty much what she's asking me are you almost done no are you almost done like, <laughs> no. a little bit longer i'll text your dad so just recently i blended households and so i have my boyfriend's daughter is at the window writing she wrote everything out on little notes saying are you almost done how <laughs> oh, much longer and i'm like listening going what the hell okay <laughs> no and, I and do, this is I a love... boyfriend who she met online dating right on bumble yeah. yes yes and trust me those pictures he took made me go oh <laughs> not not good not not like looks it was the angle the from the crotch mm. from oh, like the crotch. they do the below the face kind of i call it the crotch <laughs> picture mm-hmm. it's not at the crotch it's just the that's where the camera is yeah and then he had some other ones and i was like and he was pretty like there wasn't a lot of like charmer at first. So I'm like, like Kelly said, I love the wooing and the engaging and charming. Um, it's so and, different in person. Like sometimes yeah. you, you think you vibe with somebody through just messaging and then you meet them in person and you're like, well, nope, not at all. You know, or yeah. the opposite can happen too, where 
yeah, you're not sure about the person and then you meet him in person. You're like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I actually have a strong connection. Totally. And then he could have so many conversations mm-hmm. and he was curious that he wanted to know what kind of human I was, which was great. Yeah. Okay. So Caleb, before we do the last question, Caleb, what is one, one tip you would give guys around dating? I had to make sure my mic was facing the right direction. Um, <laughs> I think to be present. Mm. and be thinking about where you're going to be going next or where is it moving like just be there I've, I've heard it too many often with my girlfriends and experienced it where you just feel like you're there with somebody but you're it's like they're they're somewhere else in their mind or they would rather be somewhere else so it's like if you're going to be there with somebody on a date like make it a point to be present mentally and physically mm. yeah all right. Last question. What was your biggest aha in this process? What did you learn about yourself which, or about them? What was your biggest aha with online dating? For me, it was that I, I, the words I was speaking was not matching my energy. So I said that I was, I wanted a relationship, but there was a part of me that wasn't really ready for that yet. Whereas I was thinking that I totally was until I'd actually get into these experiences with them. And I'm like, Oh, maybe I just want to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) So I get to be real honest with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good to know. Like, do I want a relationship? Do I not? And and I, yeah. And there were times where I was like, yeah, I'm totally okay. Just having sex with someone that I'm attracted to and maybe never talking to them again. Like I'm going to empower that and own it. And Mm. yeah, it helped me get over a lot of the like shame, you know, over my sexuality that I think, women tend to hold on to mm-hmm. we're conditioned in society to be shameful or to feel ashamed of our sexuality yeah. and how we show up in that way so yeah our guys are counting their notches right yeah exactly men are praised for it women are shamed for it mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it helped me empower that side of myself and accept it and yeah help integrate it wonderful anyone else i found out i wasn't as scared of it as I thought I was going to be. Mm. Nice. Mary Lou, you did jump. When you did it, you were like, and then you went to like, <laughs> well, I talked to so-and-so, screw that. They're full of crap. Like I was like, you took to it like total fish to water. You yep. did. It, 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 it and she, she was coaching me on how to do the damn software. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Kelly actually <laughs> has a background in software Mary Lou is like never touched an online dating app ever. And so it's just funny. And it, you know, 72, well, like how inspiring is that? business you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Kelly or Laura or Kayla? I think um, one thing, and I think we all kind of realize this, is that we, we are enough, you know, as who we are as individual women. And that we should not that we should be happy with the way we are. I don't like, we shouldn't, we should not not try to be better, but we are enough as what we bring to the table. And if we don't meet the expectations of the date or the man, that's not our problem. Like it's yes. not our fault. It's yeah. just not the right match. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Absolutely. Thank you, Laura. Kayla, Kelly. So I think for me, I got to uh, examine, and I continue to do so, the currency that I deal in. Mm-hmm. When um, I had a very, I led with sex for most of my life. And now I'm choosing to relate differently. And so I have to really like, pull out all of the railroad tracks and put down some new ones and to create what it is I really want to attract in my life. And I, that was really a reckoning for me, mm. you know, cause you're, you know, at 60, you're not necessarily trading on your sexuality or, or I suppose you could, but I mean, that's not where I want to be. Yeah. So that was any, I'm continuing to work without it after the, uh, the project. <laughs> <laughs> Project process. <laughs> Kayla, your final. What was 
Um, I think for me in this time around was um, realizing, okay, because, you know, I'm 36. So it's like at 36, I've never been married and have no kids. So you feel pressure that that's like what needs to be the next chapter in your life. You need to be married. You need to have kids. And I think like I was finally in this place in my life where I had everything, the career, the home, like I had all these, all my boxes were checked. I just was missing the relationship and the, and moving forward. So I think that's where I was in the seat trying to drive to. But during this process, I realized that um, I don't know if I want those things mm-hmm. and it's really going to be okay if I don't want kids, you know, or if I don't want to be married, but I want to be in a relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. you know? So it was just like, it, it, I, I appreciated coming to that aha moment of like, you know what? I don't know if I want to be married and I don't know if I want to be kid, have kids. And it's okay that I don't know that right now. And it is okay mm-hmm. that I'm 36 and I don't have that figured out yet. Cause there's so much pressure on, I feel like at this age right now, where if everybody else around us is doing that, that we have to also do that. So I think if anything, I feel I'm really okay being single and I'm proud of it. When before it was like, I felt like it was almost like, oh, well, I don't want to tell you I'm 36 and single, but no, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm fabulous. And I know I want a relationship with somebody and I want to be in that monogamous, you know, long-term thing. But, you know, I, I don't know if marriage will be on the table, if kids will be, and I'm okay with that right now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, I want to say on behalf of Bethany and I, thank you ladies and Bethany too, is sharing your journey, your process for doing it and being vulnerable to, you know, with all of us listening and sharing what you learned, what you're still learning. Um, you guys are just badasses. Like you're the sweetest, kindest badasses. Uh, and just thank you for being here. And sharing. And with that, if anyone's interested, if you want to find out more about mindful dating, you can go to my website, www.aaronpruitt.com. Had to check on that. Didn't know how many W's I put in there. And if you're interested in reaching out to Kayla, uh, to Bethany, not Kayla. If you can reach out to Kayla, you know, Kayla, you can give her information. Um, Someone wants to date Kayla on who's listening to the podcast. Bethany and I, um, You know, these ladies are all single except for me, ready to mingle. (laughs) You have a very good brain question for Mary Lou or just keep walking. Um, (laughs) Or Laura, be it, close it, be creative, close the deal, ask her out. Uh, You can go. Be a man. Be a man. But a conscious man, please. A conscious Um, man. You can check out Bethany Evans at empoweringauthenticity.com or follow her on Instagram by the same name. Or you could check me out, AaronPruitt.com, or the real Aaron Pruitt, because I like to be weird. Um, follow us. And what about your mindful dating? Group oh yeah, that mindful you're dating. Check out mindful dating. I am going to be starting. Thank you. You're I'll be starting mindful dating in just a few weeks. Another group uh, online, and I think the camaraderie, as you heard, the friendships develop, the coaching, not just from me, but from a group in the kindest, softest way. And sometimes when needed, a little kick in the pants is kicking <laughs> off in just a few weeks. So go check it out. It's a really, really great deal because it's a COVID deal. All right. <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you all for joining us. And if you're interested, um, we're going to be doing a quick intuitive hits with the ladies. So they whoop, get whoop. to be read by Bethany and I. And Kelly's making gestures. So Kelly, oh, did you want to say something? Just real quick. Oh, I don't know when this is going to air, but Bethany's going to be at the open studio hours at the Healing Portal every other week. Yes, thank you. Readings. So um, Kelly has the Healing Portal here in Ventura, California. And if you're interested, DM Bethany and she'll tell you if you want to see her in person. Yes, this is not we'll be dating. promoting it on Instagram. This is professional, yes. but you can follow her on follow us on Instagram. All right. Yes. Thank you, All right. everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.